Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode seven, The Witch Wound. We have a massive episode mm. here. We spoke a lot about witches and what being a witch means to us in our introductory episode, episode zero. And we have had a lot of feedback, a lot of questions. People want to know more. Mm. So we are delivering to the people today. <laughs> yes. Yep. We're um, ready to go. <laughs> yes. So we're going to get into the history of witches. Yep. Talk a little bit about the witch wound, how witches have been suppressed. Mm. Yeah. And also we're going to give some practical action yeah. tips as well. Absolutely. How to step back into your power as a witch how to reclaim mm. the witch, yeah, which we are really proud to do. Um, ultimately, that's what we want to foster through our podcast. Mm. Yeah, reclaiming the witch. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so before we get into this episode, we just want to thank you so much for your feedback. Yeah. And I just wanted to share our most recent review so this is from Rachel. She says, yay, a podcast that talks all things holistic health and well-being with a dash of woo-woo thrown in. These ladies know their stuff. They blend the perfect balance of science and spiritual. So in love with the topic so far. So thank you, Rachel. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. And thank you to everyone who has provided us feedback and left reviews and ratings. It really means so much to us and really enables us to reach more witches and add to our coven. So we're really grateful. Yeah. So let's get into it, Em. Let's so let's go back to defining, like, what is a witch? Yeah, Like, exactly. ultimately. Yeah. So a witch is... To me, any strong woman. Absolutely. So when we look at the history of the witch, um, you know, there's all these connotations like we've discussed around it um, really being around like the devil's work yes. and there being this whole shadow aspect around it. And like Em said, this is what we're really wanting to dispel um, yeah. and – yeah, reclaim it as uh, really seeing it as, well, our definition of it is really being a natural healer or that wise woman. Mm. And, yeah, removing that misunderstanding around the term. Yeah. And so 
ultimately the witch woman is focusing on bringing harmony and peace Mm. and healing through their energy and their interactions. Yeah. And I think something that we've spoken about with our guests lately, and I think that's becoming more and more clear for us and hopefully for um, our fellow witches listening as well, is that a witch is ultimately the woman who steps into her power unashamedly Mm. and really um, reclaims that space but it, it yeah it's so interesting that those connotations that we have with the word witch when ultimately it's a really positive mm. thing mm. but that perception has changed and we've grown up you know whether it we grew up in medieval times and I don't think there's many of you listening <laughs> I'm just gonna make an assumption there um but even in you know I'm an I'm a 90s baby and even the way that I grew up watching Disney movies and the way that the witches yes, were portrayed. The fairy tales. Yeah. yeah. And they're always, you know, these awful, um, evil, really ugly, horrific yeah. characters. And that is not what a witch means to mm. us at all. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. Mm. And so when we look at the history of witches, mm. And there is this collective wounding in women that we're going to get into a little bit yeah. later and why why that is. Mm. Um, but let's start with looking at the, the history of witches and like yeah. what, like why were, the, were they this, these witch hunts? Like yeah. how did this happen? Like why did it happen? Yeah. Um, because I think that unlocks yeah you know so much yeah well when I think when we go back in history right to the beginning before um I think before religions really came into play I think that human beings have always um strived for connection to something other than ourselves, something bigger than ourselves. And originally that was Mother Earth, Mm. that feminine energy, that wondrous creation and nature and human life and all life was a mother figure, Mm. which I think is amazing. But slowly but surely that became, I think, a threat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and so the, the, the woman and that feminine energy, that all-encompassing kind of energy mm. and power mm. was, yeah. Um, powerful. I, yeah, powerful. Yeah. And you can see how in... The narrative how that could be threatening absolutely and you know we speak a little bit about religion and how a lot of and i don't want to um no we don't want to shame bash <laughs> yeah um because yeah i'm very sensitive to that uh however a lot of these um religions mm. are controlled through by fear I believe, and I can speak to that because I was in a very religious cult 
and it was all fear-based. And so you can see how the church would have been threatened by this potent power Mm. of women because, Mm. you know, our sexuality is so potent Mm. and the effect that that can have on men and so why, you know, the feminine sexuality was shunned and it was seen as like dirty yeah. and shameful and it shouldn't be enjoyed. Yeah. And and I think something on that topic, something that blew my mind when I read the book, which by Lisa Lister, and if you haven't read that book, I really highly recommend it. It's required reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't read it, stop listening to our podcast. Yeah. You cannot come back until you have read it. Um, the thing that blew my mind was when she spoke and kind of uncovered and it had never clicked in my head before. Um, but with Christianity, the fact that the Virgin Mary <laughs> mm. is a virgin, mm. like the mother of Jesus Christ could not have had sex. Yeah. Cause unclean. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah, it is very mind-blowing. Yeah. And And all of the um, figureheads in religion, whether it's Christianity or um, Catholicism, Mm. I think um, it's so interesting that all of the authority figures are male. Mm. And um, within Christianity as well, um, there's that saying, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Mm. Um, oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. Look out. <laughs> We're in message. trouble. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. And we said about, you know, we don't want this to be a religious, a religion bashing episode. And we also don't want it to be a man bashing episode, mm. but like, there is a lot of patriarchal frameworks. Yeah. 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 The yeah. men have gotten a little bit jealous mm. and a little bit threatened mm. and they didn't like it. Yeah. And they re- have repressed our power. Yeah. Yeah. And this is history. And this is why Em and I are so passionate about reclaiming this. So reclaiming that power, mm. seeing our sexuality, not as something as shameful mm or anything like that, reclaiming our body and becoming, you know, that's why we speak a lot about connecting to the menstrual cycle, connecting to our bodies um, because that in some aspects has been taken away from us. And yeah, so really leaning into that. And I also believe, and there's also that thing about, females and that femininity being like the natural healers yes and how history yeah really um didn't allow for the women to be Mm. the healers Mm -hmm. and if they were seen as healing Mm. then they were automatically witches Mm. and then they were condemned Mm. um because the church didn't want them to lose faith in the church's ability to to heal like yes yeah and um again I don't want to 
uh, <laughs> spend too deep into the conspiracy theory side of things. And I feel like, yeah, I don't want to rock the boat too much, but I can definitely see as a naturopath, the parallel now with mm. a lot of, um, practitioners of conventional medicine and dare I say a big farmer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, suppressing, but yeah, women, have traditionally and I think when you again date right back to yeah really early days women had that healing role because mother earth was that female character yeah Yeah. and by being a woman we were so in touch with nature that we knew that nature had the power to heal Mm. and Mm. we practiced that really automatically I think yeah um and then yeah as the patriarchy is um being allowed to study which women for such a long time were not able to yeah it was only the men that were allowed to be the doctors exactly so they are the ones who've gone to university and received this higher education Mm. and suddenly now want the power Mm. Yeah. yeah And, and so you can see with the sexuality and with that healing, mm. how as a collective, mm. um, I know I have experienced, like had to get over both of these narratives. Mm. Like it's okay to be a strong woman, a woman. Mm. it's okay to be a healer mm. um, and claim that, like mm. reclaim that. Mm. But it's hard. I don't think that you just one day wake up oh. and go, okay, yeah, cool. No, I am a strong woman. I think it's making yeah. that conscious um, effort and conscious decision every day to reclaim that because we have been so conditioned not to Mm. and not just us personally but ancestrally because we are talking pre-1400s yeah like earlier Mm. (laughs) the dawn of time human life yeah yeah so what was classified as a witch like if we if we look Mm. at the history Mm. like what is like what was turned witch, like a strong woman. Yeah. But then the women that were ostracized were the poor women, yeah. the single mothers, yeah. the widows. Anyone who owned a cat. Yes. <laughs> I would have gone. Or had some tea, like <laughs> yeah, herbs and yeah. tea. Yeah. Um, these are really, you know, what was labeled as a witch and it was so feared. Mm. Um, and, you know, once they were accused of this, mm. Um, the execution was burning at the stake or hanging, like really, yeah, really and grotesque, yeah, awful. And the, I guess let's dive into witch mm. hunting. Yeah. So there's several, several witch hunts throughout history. I think the one of the biggest is the Great Witch Hunt, which occurred over three centuries mm. in Europe and involved it it was originally run by the courts of the church and then kind of fed out into non-church courts as well Mm. so it was society really broadly no matter what the religion um and during the great witch hunt they say, and it's hard to know complete numbers, mm. um, but during the Great Witch Hunt, 110,000 women 
Mm. were persecuted and over half of them were executed. And the two main main forms of persecution were pricking, so Mm. a sharp object which was typically hidden in like a blunt-looking rod. So to the courts, it appeared as though the um, rod was completely blunt. It couldn't cause any harm. Mm. However, it actually had like a massive needle Mm. and the woman would be stripped naked in front of a massive crowd and pricked all over her body and if she screamed that was perceived as the demon being let out of her Mm. um and of course I mean it would be pretty hard not to scream if there's actually a massive needle entering your body and or alternatively if it wasn't that awful way it was swimming so if they believed that if the water rejected the woman as in if the woman floated, then um, they've been rejected by God. So if the water rejects them, God has rejected them. However, not that many women just naturally floated because, again, without education and in Europe, during the 14 to 1700s, a lot of women didn't know how to swim and they drowned. And they, ironically, are then not witches. Yeah, but it's but like, dead. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So you're doomed in both instances. Exactly. Exactly. So you couldn't win. I just can't even believe this. You know, diving into this. Yeah. Like it seems so insane. Yeah. It is. I think really the witch hunt, whether it's a great European witch hunt or any of the other witch hunts, I think really there is a a big tie, and I know Lisa Lister again talks about this, with it being a holocaust. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole gender being persecuted for the tiniest thing. Yep, and turning on each other as a society as well. Because of the fear. Yeah. Because there wasn't enough um, space for multiple women to survive. Mm. So they're throwing each other under the bus. And I think we even see this now. And Tara, you and I were talking about this yesterday. And in the corporate world, Mm. we see this Mm. where women throw each other under the bus because unfortunately society again has conditioned us to see that in leadership in these big companies it's men yeah and maybe there's one woman on the board yeah but there's only room for one of you so good luck it's like the hunger games yeah yes only one will make it i mean yeah how awful Mm. is that yeah it is and again that's part of the witch wound and we'll talk about that more yeah Yeah. and and so yeah it's just it's such a massive Mm. um like you say genocide that happened and the recovery yeah um that we're still working through so yeah yeah, we'll go into the the witch wound but I also wanted to bring in the astrology to this um yeah and I wanted to speak about Lilith 
So uh, those of you that are familiar with Lilith, it's a placement in our chart that you can look up. Um, and it is said to be, Lilith is said to be Adam, so Adam and Eve, so Adam's first wife. Mm. And the the story behind this was that Adam and Lilith were both created from the earth and so they were equals. Mm. And during that time together, um, Lilith uh, didn't like being subservient in her sexuality to Adam Mm. and it kind of created this tension between them Um, and she ended up leaving like the garden Um, and then not going into the full story but then Eve came along Mm. and I think what's really interesting about this and those that are familiar with you know the bible stories is that Eve was created from Adam's rib so this, I guess, subservient um, unequality already mm. because Eve has been created from Adam. Yeah, she couldn't even be her own individual. Yeah. And when we look at that playing out in society as well, how mm. we're always strug- struggling for that equality, mm. um, I think it's just really interesting to look at. And so... Yeah, I want to encourage you to look where your Lilith placement is because it can really show where we have like a wounding to what we've been suppressing. Mm. So and how we can rekindle that mm. that area of our life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I found that story so interesting and I actually knew of Lilith and mm. I, I think I made Tara laugh about this yesterday. I like, I love my fantasy romance novels. <laughs> um, shout out to Sarah Mars and Jennifer Armentrout. Um, love their books, but they kind of reference Lilith in there because um, there is a, a fair bit of magic involved in these mm. books and Lilith is kind of, um, perceived in mythology I guess as the female counterpart to the devil Mm. yeah but again why like she's just a badass like she's not the devil yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah straight away um that perception Yeah. yeah absolutely that wild uncontrollable and therefore she must be dangerous yeah She's been demonized. And actually talking of demonization, like demonology Mm. is literally, um, it was formed as the study of witches, funnily enough, by elite men. So this group of elite men in 1486 wrote um, the first kind of anti-witchcraft text and its name, um, translates to mean hammer of the witches wow so there's so much fear there the unknown yeah like the unknown power of a woman yeah was created as like seen as a dark force Mm. Mm. so this is why i think a lot of women are really scared to lean into that Mm. they don't know what that feels like they don't know how to embody that it's not safe yeah and so this i think really leads us to the witch wound mm. um, and mm. like if we look at the behavioral epigenetics mm. there's like new research or new insight that 
traumatic experiences in our past or in our recent ancestors, they actually leave molecular scars mm. like onto our DNA. Mm. So, you know, the scarring of these betrayals mm. um, and what that's done to the feminine gender yeah. uh, is huge. Absolutely. And so with this witch wound, it can look like being afraid of your personal power, mm. uh, you know, suppression of your emotions. Yeah. Like not knowing how to tap into that. Yeah, because being an emotional woman, heaven forbid. Yeah. Yeah, because you're yeah. out of control. Yeah, exactly. And that you have to be in control. How many of us women, when we are experiencing a really strong emotion, whether it be positive or negative, and mm. we are having an amazingly fun time, have been told by someone, again, not man bashing, but been told by a man to calm down. Yes. You're being an embarrassment. Calm down. Yes. Tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. Or at the other end of the spectrum, if we're experiencing a really um, a, a less positive emotion, if we're really sad or we've been really upset by something, how many times have we been told to calm down? Yeah. Calm You're down. being crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Yes. Oh, that is my favorite. <laughs> Can you tell them I've had this happen to me before? This is such a triggering conversation. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This is just Emily's um, personal therapy episode. <laughs> oh, this is the best. No, because I think yeah. so many women can relate to this. Absolutely. Like, and we don't talk about it. No, but the, and the worst thing is, and this is part of the witch wound and that conditioning way back from 1400s or earlier, where not only is it men telling us to calm down, look at her, she's so loud, she's so crazy, mm. she's acting crazy. But we do it to each other too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This judgment as well. And that's what, um, you know, having this self-awareness is, you know, um, our responsibility Mm. to Mm. not even create that thought Mm. or that energy around Mm. it. And so now I really like to um, appreciate the difference mm. like if someone is different to me like I acknowledge them for their difference mm. um and admire them for it rather mm. than um putting it through the lens of judgment mm. if that makes sense mm. it's hard not to judge though because we do live in a society where we have been yes yeah. you know and and again this is not a personal Thing. It's not even our, our mum or our grandmother or our great-grandmother's fault, but this spans back so much further. Mm. Yeah. And so this is why Em and I are so passionate about this because just having this awareness around it mm. um, and knowing, like, seeing where you dull your shine mm. and, you know, also around, like, this mistrust of other women. Yes. Like, because in those witch hunts, a lot of the time it mm. was the women, you know, turning on each other mm. because they were so scared mm. um, for, you know, their life mm. and how that has created that really deep wounding mm. in the collective of mm. the feminine. Like we always have to be on guard yeah. of, yeah. But even now in modern day times, like again, 
This is a real insight to who I am as a person. I'm a massive Nicki Minaj fan. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I love I love a bit of Nicki. And but you listen to the lyrics sometimes, and she talks about you know I can I can take your man. Watch mm. out, I'm going to take your man. I mean that's another like that is the modern day mistrust of women. Yes. Yeah. And. We do see it happen in, you know, affairs and mm-hmm. and cheating and especially where and I don't you know, it's never one person's fault or responsibility. Yeah. If there's two people involved, there's two people have made a decision. But I think for uh, yeah, another woman to be involved mm. with someone that she knows is in a relationship. Mm. Again, like that's, it's so damaging to the sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm. And so you can see how this is still playing out. Mm. And yeah, coming back to that compassion for each other Mm. and, um, you know, that we're, we're all connected and, you know, doing that to another, we're really doing it to ourselves. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this is part of that wounding and another part of this wounding m is really being disconnected from our intuitive abilities a hundred percent like just really suppressing that yeah not tapping into that because again feeling that that isn't safe yeah because that was seen as mystical or Mm. unexplained Mm. and yeah having that oppression there as well Mm. Absolutely. Um, and the other huge one um, is that that fear of speaking your truth. Yes. And the power of being seen, but the power to be in your full boldness. Yeah. Like, you know, whether that's sexuality, yeah. um, your expression. Mm. And I also feel like it's created – I need to always follow the rules mm-hmm. like and be that people mm-hmm. pleaser. Mm-hmm. Fit inside the box. Yes. Yeah. Don't like, rock the boat. Yes. Like fully conditioned because that collective wounding is if you don't follow by this rule, yeah. you are not safe. Yeah. And yeah, you'll be yeah. Um, mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. And from a scientific perspective and a physiological perspective, Fear impacts our nervous system. Mm. When our nervous system is activated, there is the perception that we are not safe. So our body has literally gone into survival mode. So uh, several of our systems are shut down, including our reproductive system. Mm. Now, Tara, you talk about you know um, female sexuality and, and sensuality as a power. But within that, like, we're not just talking about sex, like we're talking wide scale. And ultimately, the, I think the greatest power that women have is creativity yeah. and creation. Yeah. Like we have the power, um, uh, you know, uh, health-related conditions, et cetera, mm-hmm. aside, mm-hmm. Our, our biological purpose is to reproduce. We have generally again the capability to bring new life into the world yeah we can create life and i think that going back to that whole wounding Mm. is especially in the church 
that, you know, only God was the creator of mm, life. Mm. And now women have that power. Yeah. You can understand why there's so much fear around that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, fear is impacting the nervous system. It's going to literally impact our reproductive function because our body is receiving the message that we are not safe. We are not safe to reproduce. Mm. So, yeah, you can't help but feel like with all of this fear being driven into women, how that has literally impacted our ability to reproduce, Mm. to create, to live our our feminine. Yeah, yeah. Live live into who we are. Yeah. 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 Okay, and so we've spoken a lot about the witch wound, but now let's give the empowering side of this. Yes. Like how do <laughs> it's we not all doom and gloom <laughs> yeah. now? So how do we, you know, reclaim the witch mm. and how do we work with this wounding mm. and how can we um lift yeah, lift this. Yeah. And so uh, as you mentioned, Em, like this feeling of safety. Yeah. Like it is safe for me to be powerful. Yeah. Like I love that affirmation mm. and um, feeling seen and supported. Mm. Like it's safe in mm. all those aspects. Mm. And I think a really important element of that is, you know, finding your coven or finding Absolutely. your tribe. Yeah. That has those intentions. Yeah. And that you are fully heard yes, and seen, I feel is really important. Yeah, I think being a woman and also surrounding yourself with other women who create space for you to be who you are unapologetically, but most importantly, create the space for yourself and for their selves to be unapologetically them and to really step into their space and their power. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that, um, you know, there is the comparison and things like that, but we mm. just need to um, pull ourselves up when we're doing that mm. and make sure that, you know, we're embodying mm. the type of friend mm. and that witchy woman that mm. we would want to be Absolutely. Um, for, for them. Yeah, and I think if another woman is going to judge us for stepping into our power, that's not our tribe. Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's hard. Mm. And we spoke about this in our self-love episode, letting go of those relationships, including friendships that do not serve us. Yeah. And it it is a hard one. But if you can't be yourself around your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the right tribe for you. And just a disclaimer on that, that has taken me a long, long time. Oh, absolutely. Like it is just recently that I have stepped into. And that is because one like I am authentically living yes now yeah like I'm fully showing all aspects of myself so obviously I'm going to call in my Mm. tribe Mm. um but yeah just as an expander for this like it is possible Mm. to be around women like that that are fully supportive of you Mm. and want you genuinely Mm. to succeed yeah and are putting forward your name for opportunities yes and yeah, so this is possible. Yeah, we rise by lifting yes. each other. Yes, as we love that. Yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, and so another way to reclaim this witch is to 
and Em and I speak about this a lot, is connecting back to our bodies, connecting back to Mother Earth. And, you know, Em, you're talking about the nervous system and yes. how um, how important that is to do, like connecting back. And so whatever type of healing that looks like, you know, through mm. breath work, mm-hmm. through um, connecting with your menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. really, yeah, connecting back into your body mm. and being your own healer yeah, absolutely. Can, can really open up that. Yeah, because ultimately, and we spoke to Rachel about this on our kinesiology episode, ultimately, yes, you can see someone who is going to enable your healing, but unless you make the decision for yourself to heal and to feel better, it's not going to work. Mm. It's not going to happen. Yeah, Or it's going to happen... But to an extent, it's going to happen as much as you allow it to. So, yeah, I think that's really important. And um, the book, The Women Who Run With The Wolves, Mm. I I really love um, what she says in that book about returning to oneself. Mm. And if it's okay, I want to read Mm. a quote from that, which I think is so, so powerful. And, again, kind of sums up really nicely what we have said about witches and embracing the cycles and the phases of nature Mm. Um, and, yeah, reclaiming who we are and, and reframing that societal conditioning. So she says, The psyches and souls of women also have their own cycles and seasons of doing and solitude, running and staying, being involved and being removed, questing and resting, creating and incubating, being off the world and returning to soul place. When we are children and young girls, the instinctive nature notices all these phases and cycles. Once we lived by these cycles and seasons year after year and they lived in us, they calmed us, danced us, shook us, reassured us, at least until we were told that there were really only four seasons to a year. We must all, on a regular basis, use our instincts and and find our way back home. Mm, yeah I love that and coming back to you know how important it is to know all parts of yourself completely and to own all of them Mm. like like you've just mentioned like all the all the seasons yeah and that we are cyclical Mm. and you know we don't have to be static Mm. and embracing that and Mm. really like um you just spoken to is releasing all those identities of who we were told we should be and how we were told to be. Absolutely. And I feel like that is the main mission here Mm. on Mm. earth is getting rid of these programmed um, beliefs Mm. that aren't our identity that we don't need to attach to anymore. Absolutely. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so powerful and embracing our good parts and our bad parts Mm. and again Tara in our self-love episode you touched on this where by fully embracing who you are the good and the bad the big and the small all of the parts of you Mm. by fully embracing them and becoming fully aware of them and really owning them no one else has can hold anything over you yeah yeah 
you're taking your power back exactly and you've got that and that's what i love is it being in the polarity you know mm. the light and the dark mm-hmm. because it exists that's yeah. what life is yeah yeah and so you know get really clear about what your weaknesses are yeah and there's strength in knowing your weaknesses absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh and we're so scared to look at that because we want to yeah. ignore it but yeah, because, I think it's so again, empowering. It's that people-pleasing thing. It's that mm. thing of being in the box. It's that thing of needing to look perfect so that we yep. yeah, yep. Are, are accepted by other people. Mm. But again, if we're only being accepted based on that perfect side that we're putting forwards, like ha- that's not living authentically. And you're not going to attract the right people that you need no. into your life. And it's denying yourself of mm. part of your identity. It's that self-betrayal, really. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so another way um, or another wounding is around the throat chakra. And, yes. And, you know, we speak about this a lot. And collectively, the the feminine has this wounding around the throat chakra. And it's really interesting. Like, so the throat chakra or the fifth chakra is also our link to the causal plane, which is the highest spiritual plane of existence. Mm. So what this means is when when that is blocked, our ability to connect with the divine um, is also blocked. Mm. Mm. So this is really important to clear it. And a lot of the work that I do with my clients it comes back to his throat chakra, mm, like mm. the ability to express ourselves. Mm. And, um, you know, this is not just speaking, yes. but, you know, the written word as well. Yeah, communicating mm. our, our truth yep. and our message. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And, and allowing others to do the same and having that sense of clear expression, yeah, and, and, and communication. Yeah, and so this has been a big one for me personally, mm. um, and I think, you know, that we're both on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, breaking that. Yeah, um, but ways that we can really clear or start to clear this mm. throat chakra is, you know, the use of positive affirmations. Yes, um, singing. Yeah. Uh, the one that I love to use is mantras. Mm. So there's a Sanskrit, um, the hum mantra, which is connected to the throat chakra, which I love. Mm. Uh, the, another practice is mindful eating mm. because the emotional eating uh, is very much connected to the throat chakra and that being blocked. Mm. Um, the use of crystals, M. So, yeah. you know, like we love our sodalite yes. and our lapis. So it's a really good throat chakra, throat opening chakra Mm. crystals Mm. to use um of course meditation and one that i really love is journaling and because like even if that is you know us just writing down it's still expressing yeah you know what we want to it's that method of communication yeah yeah and i think also yoga Mm. um and and reiki are also beautiful practices to really step into that but even um yeah i think the way that we speak to ourselves mm. with that inner voice as well and really becoming aware of that and catching those moments where we're not speaking our truth to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's some beautiful herbs um, mm. and essential oils for the throat chakra as well. So um, 
a lot of the herbs for the throat chakra also work really nicely for if you have a sore throat or a cough or a dry throat or a scratchy throat. So beautiful herbs like sage and thyme and echinacea and oregano and clove, those really beautiful, really powerful herbs and spices are so excellent for clearing the throat on all levels. Mm. Um, and then in terms of your essential oils, oils like basil and bergamot, cypress is one of my favorites actually for the throat chakra and for really recognizing and speaking and then communicating your truth. Um, sandalwood, peppermint, lavender, they're really, really powerful in kind of providing that strength for you to speak your inner truth, to be able to communicate that. Mm. Uh, with yourself and with others ultimately too mm. yeah I love that mm. and so because self-discovery and self-mastery is so important to Em and I mm. uh, we have created something for you yeah this is pretty cool <laughs> we're kind of excited <laughs> uh, and a lot of you have been asking us about this yes uh, so we have created a which which archetype yeah. are you? Yeah, we've got a little quiz on our website. Yeah, so go and check it out. Yeah, so Em and I have created five archetypes. Mm -hmm. Even though there is many archetypes to the witch, we have focused on these five types, mm -hmm. um, connected them to an element mm -hmm. because in um, in Ayurveda mm -hmm. and most of the healing modalities mm -hmm. is always connecting back to the elements. Absolutely. So water, fire, earth, air, and ether. Mm -hmm. And so the different archetypes that we've got is the, the cosmic witch, also known as the star witch. So, you know, looking at um, working with the cosmos and astrology and astronomy. Yeah. So Tara is very obviously <laughs> the embodiment of a cosmic witch, as we know. Yes. And then, and then we have the sea witch and I actually, um, really resonate with the sea mm. witch. So the sea witch is the water witch. Um, so that real deep, powerful connection to the water, whether it's the ocean or, you know, rivers or lakes, um, really coming alive with that water element. Mm. And then with the fire element, um, the kitchen witch, also known as the home witch. So um, the creation of magic happens in the home or the kitchen. Yeah. And then we've got the green witch, which is my majority witchiness, comes from this earth element. So um, also known as the garden witch or the forest witch, that really strong connection and affinity to the earth and the energy and power and medicine of the earth. Mm. And then lastly, the element of air, which is the divination witch, and it's also known as the oracle witch. So that's the ability to really tap into the future, past and present, and really um, that extra sensory perception as well. Mm. So we are so interested to know which archetype that you resonate with. Yeah, which witch are you? Yeah, so please, once you do the quiz, like tag us. We yeah. want to know. We, we want to know, know who's in our coven. Exactly. And if you haven't already joined our actual coven over mm. on our um, private Facebook group, it's WBW Coven on Facebook, we'd love for you to come and join us in there and tell us which witch you are. Yeah. And if you're already in the coven, tell us which witch you are. Yes. We want to know. <laughs> So we really hope that you enjoy that because Em and I had a lot of fun creating it. Yeah.
we're so excited to launch this into the world and we did really hear all of you when you did ask and, and request for this way back after episode zero yes um so we did we promised we had listened and yeah finally has come to fruition we're really excited yeah and we really hope that you took you know some some key things away from this episode mm, mm. and got a bit more of an understanding about this um how the witch relates to you yep. and you yep. know throughout the history and how this is you know, given us this collective wounding and yeah. how we can reclaim it. Yeah. And and ultimately yeah. that's our goal, I think, Tara, in starting this podcast and in naming it Witches Being Witches and really stepping into the power of that name and really owning it. It means so much to us to enable all of you listening. Mm to step into who you are as a witch and to reclaim that and to own it. And we want to provide in all of our episodes and our guest um, interviews the tools for you to be able to really start to step into your power and, and yeah, reclaim your own witchiness. Yeah, and this is why we've created the coven as well because we mm. really want a safe place mm. where you feel like you can speak and connect to others. Mm. And this is this is part of reclaiming um that self-expression absolutely thank you so much for joining us fellow witches we love recording these episodes for you and yeah particularly with today we know that there's some heavy heavy stuff in there but we wanted to make sure that we kind of um incorporated some goodness back into it too and we really hope that it empowers you yeah amazing so if you enjoyed this episode please remember to leave us a rating or review on your favorite listening app yeah and like em said um come and join the coven wbw coven on facebook yes and then we're on instagram as well at witches being witches bye fellow witch thanks for listening to witches being witches remember happiness is the new rich inner peace is the new success Health is the new wealth and kindness is a new call. We'll see you next episode.